Greetings, citizens of Earth. You are barking a happy tune with my pal Smurf of Smurf and the Magic Tones on 5280 Geek. from the Vegas Studios, it is Weekend Geek Update. Smurf here, cracking Susie up, who is outside of the studio working on a separate project. You just hear faintly laughing in the background, and that is the way it is. That's our sponsor out there, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't she just a basket full of rainbows and sunshines, a couple unicorn horns, and a Smurf village to boot? I don't know. I'm just making that up as I go. I just like cracking Susie up, which is actually the funny thing about the whole damn thing. Uh, go to suzyqs.com check out her wares or better yet uh go and check her out at starfest which is two weeks away now less than two weeks at this point it is a week away from this coming friday or reach out to Susie and set an appointment to come and see her snazzy office here at the 5280 geek compound it is amazing and tuan will make you coffee no don't don't tuan won't be here for that He's not going to make a shit. Tuan just <laughs> Tuan will just sit there, point at you, and laugh. As you can tell, it is a action-packed day here at the 5280 Geek Studios. Everyone is hard at work, even me, which is a surprise to most. But while I was in the midst of my normal antics and tantrums and stuff like that, I decided to see what was going on in the world of nerd and see what stories caught my eye and inform you on them and my take as things have developed over the last couple of days. One of which is me sitting down and watching the Asagi Yimbo series that premiered last week on Netflix. Needless to say, I don't think it's for me. Um... All right, here's the deal. As much as I loved the comics, and I still do, the cartoon is a little not for me. It's a little amateur, childish in nature, if you will. There are some great moments that cut to the past, but it's basically um, Usagi's descendant. It's not even him. So it's after his long travels throughout... um, this this animal filled world and it's a whole new life and of course his descendant wants to be a samurai and there's nothing wrong with that what i think the problem is it is geared towards younger kids and when i was watching the animation it was a little bit distracting because the quality that i was expecting just isn't there and which is disappointing because i've been revisiting castlevania so that animation style is very fresh in my mind and the details and how amazing that all works and comes together is great and then we get usagi and it's just kind of lackluster it really reminds me of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that was on uh, Nickelodeon a few years back that they based the toy line on and everything the story it's i mean it's it's okay it's not like it is horrible i just think it's geared towards a much younger audience which in my mind is disappointing and a missed opportunity because what i was hoping for is something a little bit more adult in nature something that kind of was more true to the comic book and how that character evolves and moves through and maybe even seeing a little bit further 
past the comic book. Not a couple generations past the comic book, but you get the idea. I was really wanting to see, you know, just something more than this. The animation is choppy at best and a little distracting. It 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 it's not great. It's not horrible, but it's I won't revisit it. Um if you have kids, it's probably a good thing to throw them down and let them, you know, spend a weekend gnawing on it. Question is, as everything else, will it be renewed for a second season? And that's a great question. I don't I don't know. From me watching it, I wouldn't imagine that it would. Just because if Netflix is driven completely by numbers and how they're approaching series, I don't know if there are going to be a lot of return watchers in this. And maybe it will be mostly younger audiences that this is geared for in the first place, and they're not really too concerned about the adult part of the equation. And that's fine. Not everything has to be for me. And I know that comes as a surprise to hear coming out of my mouth. But... If you really want a, a, a trip down memory lane and you're like me wanting to see some new Yasagi or some classic Yasagi, go pick up the new trades that have been re-released finally after all of these years and just kind of get caught up that way because if you watch this, it might be just a wee bit disappointing. And speaking of disappointing, <laughs> this comes as no surprise. Actually, this whole project came as a surprise to me, to be honest with you. The Wonder Twins. Yes, that's right. That dynamic duo that we all loved in the 70s. Or, no, no, no one loved the Wonder Twins. That was, that was, that was sarcasm. The dynamic duo that I refer to as usually is Batman and Robin. However, the Wonder Twins were just a bad take on early morning Saturday cartoons with the you know the the era they needed comic relief you know because we can't have a bunch of serious superheroes running around no that would just be redonkulous so the super friends develop and create the wonder twins now hbo decided to sit down and approach this and create a uh, a series and uh, okay Anytime that I've seen the Wonder Twins show up, they've never really been well represented. And the only good thing about the Wonder Twins was Gleek, the monkey. That was about it. Because you only can do so much as water in a bucket, and turning into animals is cool. But as we've seen with Titans, that's a bit more of a challenge than anyone had kind of assumed at the beginning. So the the uh the decision to cancel wonder twins before it even gets out of the gate is not really a surprise but it is evidently they were planning on to uh start filming in july 5th uh in atlanta and they had actually named people for the the title roles of the characters zan and jan yeah i know original Gleek is the one that I was more interested in, like I said. And, you know, we can't make an entire series based on a monkey because that would just be really curious. The whole... I mean, when we look at this, the we had the one star that everyone was excited to see, I think, is Isabel May from the Young Sheldon series. But with everything that's gone on with the merger from AT&T, selling Warner Brothers to discovery and warner brothers is just in an absolute mess and tailspin especially after fantastic beast the secrets of dumbledore taking 
a tremendous dive in expectations. Uh, TNT and TBS have also suffered from this as there are no new series, nothing scripted, nothing in development on that end. So now DC is kind of catching the, the brunt of this. Will we see the return of Zan and, and, and Jan? Probably not. I wouldn't really even count on seeing them in Titans. Uh, and hopefully this doesn't affect Titans in the future. I know there's been a lot of cancellations, and I'll get to that in a second. My only concern with some of HBO series, because let's face it, Doom Patrol is great. Titans is amazing. And we've got uh, Gotham Knights, which is on deck and hopefully coming soon and of course the one hit that i didn't see coming peacemaker which ah, damn you john cena damn you why did you have to be so good at being so bad <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see what happens because like i said warner brothers is an absolute dis dismay right now especially with the announcement like i said of two cw series and we had talked about this before with the CW being sold off and everything kind of in flux from AT&T and them not knowing how to successfully run, I want to say anything, uh, let alone a comic book empire. They're kind of dwindling down DC's titles to next to nothing. We have some lackluster shows and things that just could be could be better, especially when you're dealing with Let's face it, DC is is a juggernaut when it comes to characters. There are a lot of properties in there that could be, if done well, very, very prosperous, very a big hit with the fans. I mean, even Stargirl and Superman and Lois have been a huge hit for me as a fan, as well as someone that just enjoys a decent story. So it comes as no surprise when Batwoman gets canceled in its third year. <sighs> Told you this was coming. I knew it. The writing was on the wall. And and it, it's not for any other thing of what the, the, the platform, the premise, or anything like that. It's just, face it, bad writing. The execution, not there. The character development, not there. Sloppy writing, all over the place. And you're annoying the fans. Are You know, are we in? Are we out? Is, is back? Batwoman, who Batwoman is supposed to be. Where's Kane? All of this poorly handled from the writing staff. Everything that goes into this has just been... It could have been more. I mean, maybe if they scrapped it. Maybe if they just stuck to the story that Kate Kane was dead. That this is the way it is. But I just don't think they had a clear roadmap on how to recover. They threw just about everything that they could think of as a storyline at us to keep people enticed. But when the storytelling to begin with is kind of lazy and haphazard and we're having emotions in hallways and stairwells and just unique places or the bar, which, granted, does seem to fit, but you're, you're having these, these emotional breakthroughs in some of the most inconvenient places. And the back and forth, which I I cannot tell you how annoying 
this this back and forth of characters. They're in, they're out, they're in, they're out. We go to this place, then we go back to that place, then we go back to this place just to go back to that place because that's where we started from and that's where we needed to be all along. It just gets dizzying. If you're going to write a series, think it through. Just don't pander. Don't come up with something. The, the, the villain of the week is great, but it doesn't need to happen. As Legends of Tomorrow has proven. They broke the mold. They continued to think outside of the box and develop characters well past what we expected. Unfortunately, Legends of Tomorrow has also made it to the chopping block, and we will not be seeing a return of that show, which in itself is kind of disappointing. But, to be fair, I think they have kind of ran the course that they could with this show. We only have one original character remaining from the the start of the show, and that's White Canary. And as much as I, I love the team and I've, I kind of enjoyed the show and I've been in, this last season was a little bit more labored as it just, we're repeating things, we're doing the same thing again, and shortened seasons are okay. I think I was kind of upset with Constantine being gone because I did like him as an antagonist as as well as just part of the team and trying to help where he could, but also his self-serving needs it was fun. It was great, and it was not your character, you know, one week they're here, one week they're there, and there were <sighs> repercussions. There were problems that came with the decisions that were made, and they paid attention to that. They went in every week knowing what happened the week before, building on that, or having it as a detriment, and I, I'd appreciate that. However, Batwoman, mm, not so much. It just was after ruby left it didn't help it and and <laughs> and what came afterwards definitely didn't help it so there's no surprise the shows are done we won't see the wonder twins thank god and we can give a nice you know funeral pyrie to the remainder of the cw films or series as we lose Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow. I'm hoping, if anything, Legends of Tomorrow, those characters do get absorbed into other shows. Flash could use a few of them. I don't think we'll see any of them on Superman and Lois, and who knows what we'll see when Gotham Knights finally lands and how they're going to approach that whole idea. I mean, the video game hasn't even come out, and I don't think the video game is due until... I want to say November is what I saw for the release date on that, so I would have to revisit that. But the whole premise and Batman dead and and basically disavows all the rest of the the, the Bat family is a great idea. I know Jensen Eccles would love to play Batman and kind of at least be the voice of reason, or I don't know how they're going to do that and work him in, but he's definitely got the gravelly voice. Why not just being Kevin Conroy back? To do Batman is, I don't know, evidently much harder to think about than everybody else gives it credit. So it's just me being a fanboy in the corner at the end of the day. Speaking of fanboys and something that I'm not sure exactly how to approach, and that's the weird trailer. No, it's not a trailer that's weird. It's the trailer for Weird Al Yankovic's new film. The biography, Bioptic? I don't know. Bioptic makes it sound like he's a pair of glasses. Anyway, the the whole premise is Weird Al's life, which is 
unique in all itself. If you've ever met Weird Al, he is probably the most charismatic, over-the-top individual that you will ever meet. He is all about the fans. He is all about the experience. And he's actually a very nice, humble man, and he's great to hang out with. So the trailer that is out right now shows Daniel Radcliffe, who is playing Weird Al, and is absolutely amazing in the trailer. And good lord, the man is jacked. I don't even think Weird Al has ever been that ripped. But you got Radcliffe walking around on stage without a shirt being all weird. And it's just seeing him in Weird Al's hair is a little jarring. I'm not going to lie. The trailer itself is entertaining, and you can see very, very Al elements to it. Now, according to the information that I have, uh, Al did help write, direct, and is an executive producer on this. Here's the downside. It's available on the Roku channel. Think about that for a second. Roku, the stick. They have their own channel. Yeah, I missed it too. I don't even know if that's I don't even know where I'm how I'm going to watch this cuz I want to watch this film. I really want to see this. I don't know if it's just because it's a train wreck. I'm just mildly curious or just the thought of Daniel Radcliffe in a weird owl Yankovic wig running around with an accordion strapped to his chest. It just it is funny to me. This just reeks of hilarity. I can't wait. And I want, and of course somebody also brought this up, that we need to do a Weird Al viewing party, which of course kicks off with UHF. One of the best movies ever made. Okay, maybe not the best. I mean, Howard the Duck probably has it beat easily. <laughs> but if you've never seen UHF, uh, you should. There are a lot of celebrities in there that you're not going to expect or probably remember. Uh, this was an eight, 1989 film that Weird Al did, and it was really off the rails and of course Kramer from Seinfeld fame is in there and really helps put this film over the top in hilarity so it's ridiculous it's obnoxious it's weird Al I mean come on what do you expect I really want to see this though so if you have a Roku channel um maybe we'll just come in 5280 geek will hold a viewing party at your house just send me your information what else so that puts us into events for this week which of course dr strange is here it's coming sneak peeks have already been had the fans have reacted and it's uh, no spoilers i promise but the reactions have been of just absolute wonder of the special effects the story is a very big amalgamation of a lot of elements for marvel and even here sitting in the studio talking with vadim tuan and Susie, it's we're trying to piece together like the characters there's been a huge i wouldn't want to say rip off but if you haven't watched what if on the disney channel you might want to it looks like characters that were introduced and that we're kind of familiar with have been pulled even further into the the multiverse of madness with Doctor Strange. And we're getting multiple characters, and they've all been in What If, ironically enough. We had this conversation today that we want to see the real Captain Britain. I mean, as much as we're happy to see Peggy Carter 
wielding the shield. We kind of want to see Brian Braddock and how that's going to, you know, bring in the X-Men or at least help bring in the X-Men, especially when you're dealing with Psylocke and the Mojoverse, which is my personal favorite, which means we get long shot, of course. Uh, I'm just excited if they did do the Mojoverse to see the body shop and spiral. And there's just so many elements and it would fit in the, the multiverse. It worked very well. The problem it's, again, really in the weeds. I mean, super in the weeds. The comic book was originally out of the U.K. and was adapted later for U.S. audiences. Same thing with Psylocke. Psylocke was part of it, and she got messed up by her older brother, Jamie. And if you haven't read it, it's worth the read. I know it's available in trades. I even have some of the, the comics from the day, but they were magazine size. They were a little bit bigger than your normal comic now. But... Go pick up the Captain Britain trades. It's a fun read. There's a lot of interesting magical elements, especially since the Captain Britain that I know gets his powers from Merlin, and it's a big to deal. So now as we approach the Doctor Strange film, no spoilers. We'll keep it under wraps. But from initial feedback, it's, it's impressive, and I'm excited to see it. So the question that remains, and of course Susie had to tell me that I was right on something um, that we had talked about off microphone, and I'm not going to bring it up because it does lead to some spoilers, so I'm not going to bring it up. But just so you know, I was right again about something. (laughs) Here's the deal, though. X-Men. I don't know where it's going to fit. I don't know how it's going to fit or how they're going to pull it off, but I would be prepared for that just saying but everyone kind of imagines that especially with the last few uh trailers before the film professor x the illuminati it's all there it's all coming and now it's just a matter of sitting and patiently waiting so we'll see also this weekend is free comic book day retailers around the country will be giving you free comics Most of them will limit it to three per customer as they lay out a smorgasbord of various publishers' wares and interests to get readers, young, old, and everything in between. It's a great way to introduce people to comic book characters, new story ideas that they'll have coming up. I know Marvel usually kind of spotlights their summer event in these, and it's kind of the thing now. The Tick usually makes an appearance in one book or another. I forget. I think, I don't care what uh, publisher has The Tick now. But I haven't seen too big of a list. Image always has something amazing. It's fun. It's a great time to go to a comic book shop and just hang out and get something for free. Most of the comic shops around town, around the country, do have special guests, artists, writers, signings, local artists even. I know Time Warp Wayne will be uh, hosting a few artists, as will All Seas and um, Hall of Justice. In fact, Hall of Justice has quite an extensive list of guests that it's 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 impressive what the, these shops are putting together to to bring people in. Of course, there's also sales and all of that, and I will be kind of making the rounds. I'll start out in Boulder at Time Warp and kind of just do a round and see what everyone's got going on and get a chance to get more free comics because who does not want free comics did i say the comics were free yet on saturday yes this saturday free comic book day go check it out take the kids it's probably the best 
thing for a kid, and it, it's just fun, especially after all the years that I've been doing it. In addition to not being able to do it the last couple of years, this kind of seems to be a nice return to some of the normalcy that we all we all missed. Also, in local news, actually, this kind of affects everybody. Denver seems to have inspired a lot of fan-based restaurants and bars, and we've talked about it in the past. So now, the uh, restaurant that I'm surprised took this long to come up with is, is very interesting. The idea is dreamed up by Handsome Boys Hospitality, who um, has done a lot of different creative pop-ups. They did a Halloween bar. They've done uh, a Mexican party bar. I know they're also look, working on an adult putt-putt course down in the Rhino District. Well, now it looks like the the uh, the group, the founder, uh, is looking to do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles-themed restaurant. Uh, of course, it is based on his love for the turtles that has got him to this point. Josh Schmitz, uh, who is the one that is behind this brain. I mean, this is, this is like rocket science. This is huge. This is amazing. So he's doing the, the trademarked bar under the name Casey Jones, who is the hockey mask vigilante that fights alongside of the turtles. So they're going to be doing this amazing bar that is absolutely TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles Driven. And they're going to have, well, giant murals, comic strips on the bar, and character-inspired fare. So we're dealing with different cocktails, uh, the uh, La Bebop and the Rocksteady, uh, beer and wine, of course. And they're doing a New York-style Pizza, which what would the turtles be without pizza? Uh, they're coming in at a very affordable $3 a slice. They're converting one of the old Giordano's, Giordano's pizza locations on North Broadway, and it's a sizable space. Josh is so committed to this deal and this idea that he has signed a nine-year lease on this location to continue uh, the idea, the vision. And I actually can see this working. If you did this right, it's easy enough. There's so many different characters in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle universe that you could even do like a, a monthly tribute to each one and have plenty of of things to do. I'm curious how detailed of the decorations will be that Josh is going to put up for the turtles. And, and I'm excited to see it. We won't have long to wait. According to my information, it will be opening up in late May of this year. So as soon as it opens, um, I think the crew should do a field trip down to the bar and um, we'll test out the special cocktails. Of course, the pizza is is the star of the show, obviously. Uh, but we'll uh, <laughs> we'll let you know what we think. I I'm sure Susie will totally be down for a TMNT themed bar because that is absolutely in her wheelhouse. As she's shaking her head at me from outside, Tuan's busy or uh, Vadim's busily working. He's not even paying attention to me. <laughs> so I really I'm hoping that we do see a lot of different. <laughs> 
Uh, problem is, May is already full with everything else because next weekend was Starfest. The weekend after that is the Rady, uh, 80s Retro Expo. God, you guys really needed to think on that one before you put it out your... Uh, and there's other stuff that's going on. May is a full month, but I'm sure we will find time to make a trip because as sure as soon as I tell Tuan about this, he's he's going to want to go check it out. And that's the Casey Jones-themed bar. He even trademarked the name Casey Jones, which I didn't even think you could do. I mean, it's already part of the Turtles, so I don't I don't know. But, I, I mean... God love him. I'm I'm all for it. So, Josh, if you, you need some, some media help, uh, 5280 is here to help promote and give everything give everything you got. Uh, what else we got going on? So, for the video game side, uh, this is actually kind of late news, but I missed this. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy has a new LP that's gone out. Now, if you've played the game, it is... It's awesome. It is immersive. I'm totally hooked on it. I've gone through, I think, two, 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 uh, two playthroughs at this point. I lost track because I want to get all of the achievables, of course. I need all of the skins, and I'm trying not to cheat. I really am. And I don't want to go get hints online and see where all of the different skins are, but there's a few that, that I've missed that I just want to have for the sake of having. Not that I really want... To, to change the suits that I have on my characters, but it's the completest in me. Now, according to my information, this actually happened on uh, April. Um, yes, April 8th. There was an LP release of the soundtrack, and it's original to the game. So when you go to Nowhere, there is kind of an interesting techno-inspired soundtrack that was created just for this chapter of the game the um track list is very interesting uh bizarre bizarre nice triterran uh miano's bar the collector's emporium which is a great great scene uh showdown with lipsless and the huddle so the LP is already out. You're, it is available on basically any music platform out there. I'm trying to see what I'm looking at while I'm telling you this story is if there's actually a vinyl version of this because I really want to listen to this on uh, LP, which I think would be great. And like I said, this was available in April on the 8th. It got kicked off by the platform. I'm really what I'm hoping for. What I would love to see is some new DLC for the game. I think that this would be an amazing platform to just continue doing more content, just more downloads available, more skins, more characters, just kind of continue the story, a few side quests. I think that this would really work well for the game. I don't think they'll do it, and I, I can only hope and pray and send Marvel a lot of nasty grams in the process, but... If you haven't played the game, absolutely worth it. If you are any kind of fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, it's just removed enough from the comics and the movie to, to be its own little entity with a lot of familiarity for the characters. Mantis is in it. I mean, Cosmo, there's, there's some great, and I don't want to give you any spoilers, but there's some great, great stuff in this. So check it out. It's available on all games. And go to Nowhere with the original uh, soundtrack. Available now. All platforms. Did I say that? I think I did. 
And what else we got out in the nerdverse? This is something that really caught my eye, and I've watched it, and I'm going to watch it again. Just simply because sometimes the fans get it right. Sometimes the fans get it better than Hollywood. And that's definitely the case in X-Men Apocalypse because, oh. But <laughs> the reason I bring this up, sorry. <laughs> crack myself up sometimes um the fan this fan made film actually came out april 27th and i haven't been able to bring it up because uh of other things and just getting to it and i wanted to watch it first before i did it but there is a new scooby-doo mystery incorporated fan made series that was made for youtube it was this it's a great idea um, fans of the Hanna-Barbera characters have been treated to the pilot episode of Mystery Incorporated, created by Dade Elza and Jessica Chandler. Uh, of course, they do play Fred Jones and Daphne Blake in the show. The premise is Welcome to Coolsville. The 53-minute episode of the fan-made series premiered on April 27th for YouTube and followed Fred Jones as he sets to learn more about the creature who murdered his parents. His search leads him to resident skeptic Velma Dinkley, and the two must form a quick bond to fight back against the evil they have accidentally unleashed. This is fun. This was just kind of like in the heart of... It's just Scooby Doo. It was just it was. It's just fun. If you go and check it out, I'll put a link for the the series in the description on the Fifty Two Eighty Geek website. In addition to the podcast itself, but it is really just a fun little thing. It kind of has a very supernatural feel to it, and you can tell that they have taken a lot of cues from Riverdale. And that CW series, in addition to everything else, uh, they did do uh, an Indiegogo campaign to get this started, where they actually got 563 backers, totaling $30,000. So they were just looking to get 15000 So it gave them a bit of a boost when they were, you know, creating this. And you can kind of tell. Um, it's great. Now, they're hoping to do 12 episodes of this, and I guess the next episode, What a Night for a Night, and it is spelled K-N-I-G-H-T, which anytime now, thanks to Batman, I write Dark Knight. It's always Dark Knight. Yeah, you, you got it. <laughs> um, we'll see what happens with them actually doing this. They're supposed to um, release the next one at the end of July, but it, it's fun. Check it out. Like I said, I'll put the link in the comments below. Not to be forgotten because it's right around the corner. The Stranger Things is right on top of us. Season 4 is about to hit. And guess what just landed before the season kicks off? Our new character posters showing the crew and kind of what's going on in the background. Of course, the big one is Hopper in Russia and that whole looming storyline is David Harbour. Hopper gets pulled 
across dimensions to Russia, which was no big surprise to any of us. Each poster, of course, his characters looming large over the Russian prison, and it, it they look great. They just kind of landed while I was chatting, and David Harbour's looking just ripped. The man looks like he's lost some weight, and of course he's probably because he's in a Russian prison, and, you know, that just, of course, makes sense. And the rest of streaming news, Allison Pill, who plays Dr. Agnes Girardi, has uh, leaked it that she's not part of season three for Picard. Um, not sure how I feel about this, because I don't, I don't have the issues that Susie has with the characters. Both Vadim and I believe that, you know, she's under control from the Borg Queen. Of course she's going to act not so. It, it only made sense, and yes, her decisions... May have been, you know, not the best and mostly induced by alcoholic issues, but she was fun. So it raises the question, why? Why is she not? Is she dead? What happens? I mean, I know we're about to get, like, the final episodes for Moon Knight, Picard. Everything is kind of, even Halo is about to end, too. So all of these shows are coming to the, uh, the unavoidable conclusion. But Picard's kind of left me... Meh. I know a lot of people said it's great. There's a lot of fan service going on, and they enjoyed that. I'm annoyed that you you tease us with Q, you give us Q, but only like in small, itty-bitty little doses. It's not even a dose. It's like a, a thimble of water, a thimble of Q, and I'm not happy about that. I wanted more Q. I wanted more Guinan. I was led to believe that I would get more Guinan in Q. Yeah, that didn't happen. Do I care? Yeah, I kind of do. I really did enjoy Star Trek's Next Generation back in the day. I was a huge fan. I loved the cast. I loved the characters. And it came at the right time for me. So to kind of get this mediocre kind of ball of nerdyism, okay, fine. There have been some great tributes. There have been some nice nods, especially to, no, I'm from Costa Rica. I just work in space. Great ripoff of a Kirk line awesome it made me chuckle but what 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 about the rest of the characters what about all of this other stuff i know season three is looming and it is the final season and maybe we'll get more cue maybe there's something that carries over i don't know but at this point i'm so annoyed i really don't care i wanted more cue i wanted more more quipping i that is one of the best things one of the greater qualities of picard and q is the 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 back and forth the the theological argument that goes between the two of them and we really didn't get that unless it's coming i don't know how do you wrap up all these loose ends in in such a short time same thing for moon knight i timed it out well kind of eyeballed it that through this entire Moon Knight show, we have maybe gotten Moon Knight in the Moon Knight costume about two minutes and 30 seconds for the entire run. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Oscar Isaac is, has done an incredible performance. His, his, his duality with both the characters, the switching from an American accent to an English accent, the, the mannerisms. I mean, his entire body language changes based on the characters and i can't fault him for that but i can fault disney and marvel for not thinking this all the way through i'm looking for a show about moon knight i i want 
I want Moon Knight. I really do. Even like some of the theological stuff and and the gods, and it's great. But I didn't sign on for two episodes of Trip Down Looney Lane as the two personalities come together to figure shit out. All right, that's okay. But again. Wasted opportunities, wasted time, wasted energy. I think we could have summed this up much better and quicker than what we saw. Again, great nods to the fandom. There's stuff in the background in uh, Ethan Hawke's office. I know one of the theories that we're floating out there as far as the true identity to Ethan Hawke's character, that there has to be more to him. And I know one of the fan theories is that it's Dr. Doom. And I really, (laughs) as much as I like that idea and I want to entertain it, no. I I think they're going to pull Dr. Doom out from something else. Now, I do agree that there seems to be more to this character and hopefully we'll see it. But there's only, I think, what, one episode left? We're in uh, episode five and I think Moon Knight was only open for six episodes so again everything's kind of coming to an abrupt end with it seems like there will be loose ends in all of these stories picard especially maybe we will get more completion and i have a feeling that picard is going to roll over into season three it would only make sense it would be kind of like the classic next generation cliffhanger bring you back for you know season the next season is data's head is discovered in a cave it's great annoying as hell but great that about covers it if you didn't pick up comic books from last week be sure to pick them up this week for free comic book day when you're in the shop sure to pick up the last ronin which led such a tragic story such a great finale but it does leave it open for a sequel. I'm excited to see if they pick that up. We'll see what happens. And of course, Death of the Justice League kicking off the new summer event for DC. But that kind of wraps everything up. Um, I'm still getting stories on why my name is Smurf, so I will continue with that. Send me your story of why you think I am called Smurf. The best story wins a 5280 Geek t shirt. And, um, yeah, I think that'll be fun for all the fans at home playing around the world. In the meantime, give us a like, give us a share, let everyone know about your special dirty secret that we are. And in the meantime, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind. Good night. Good night.